0: I'm never going to apologize for winning.
1: Breaks a tackle. Now another. He's inside the five. He's into the end zone. Touchdown, MSU. He is sacked. Down he goes. Tyler Hoover breaks away from one tackle. He's at the 20, the 15, the 10. He's got speed. He's going to the end zone. Touchdown,
0: MSU. You're listening to Impact Sports Radio. This is Spartan Red Zone. Your host Dan Tyler. What's going on football fans you're listening to a kind of different edition of Spartan Red Zone here. I am with my man as always Brad Allen in College Park, Maryland. Uh, Friday night right now getting ready for the Saturday night game tomorrow. Uh, we had to make the trip down and it's, it's been fun so far but throwing the clocks back in reverse really quickly you know, we don't want to talk about this too long. Yeah, to I mean, we
2: are in the, the luxury days in College Park, uh, a little different than WDBM Studios, but... Uh, We're we'll we'll making it, it work. Yeah, we'll, we'll give you an on-location podcast, as uh, our buddies at Impact Blake Froling and uh, Andrew Hayes are actually at the Veterans Classes, Classic right now in Annapolis. They made the nine-hour trek in my 2002 Buick Century uh, from... East Lansing to to Maryland, so we're here and we're gonna bring you a Spartan Red Zone,
0: one like never before. Yeah, for never sure. been done before. Anyway, so talking about football really quickly, because I guess that's what we're here to do, other than you know be crazy in this day's in. Uh, coming off a tough loss last Saturday, you know it was it was kind of. Uh, Surprising. Tough to get over. Surprising yeah. as well. It's a good word for it. You know, I did not expect. I could see us losing the game going into it, but I, I didn't expect for our defense just to come out flat like that, and you know, no forced punts, uh, no three and outs. That's yeah. just you're not going to win a football game ever.
2: On the other side, offensively, no turnovers. They looked pretty much perfect, minus a missed field goal here and there. Cook got away with some bad throws. There were some dropped interceptions in the second half, but. Uh, Cook had a career high, 358 yards, you know, a game they played, uh, yeah, I think their offense played well enough to win, defense didn't play too well, but gotta credit Ohio State, they looked really good.
0: I mean, maybe, you know, maybe it's a, a bias or something, but watching us lose to Oregon and us lose to Ohio State, the way those teams played... I mean, I haven't seen many better performances out of anybody so far this year. Um, you know, you could you could argue that um, was a
2: great game. What was the final score of that? Twenty-eight to forty-seven or something, like thirty-five, forty-seven, something like that. Um, thirty-five, forty-seven. We get high a really quick game. score check on that. And we're we're sitting in this Big Ten, uh, and and shout out to our colleague. Drew Sharp, uh, your best friend, Dan. Yeah, uh, yeah, But I say the Big Ten sucks. I think this was a, a matchup between the two best Big Ten teams, high scoring. Meanwhile, over in the SEC conference, uh, you had Alabama-LSU, you know, 10-10 to 10 pretty much all game. Heck, they play defense, I guess, perhaps. It might be a little different. But uh, it was an exciting football game to watch, and Michigan State, just didn't have it at the end of the game to be able to keep up with Ohio State. It was high scoring and exciting. Uh, didn't go Michigan State's way, but I would like to see Ohio State get a look at the at the college football playoff. If Michigan State would have gotten a look had they won, I think Ohio State deserves it at this point.
0: I, you know, and I think that's kind of how it went going into the game. Um, people figured Michigan State would definitely move up a few spots and. Get right back up in there as a legitimate playoff contender. If if we would have won, uh, and I think you got to give, like you said, you got to give the same respect to Ohio State. You know, they lost a game early in the season, just like we did, week two. Uh, now, granted, that wasn't they didn't go at Oregon like we did. They lost to Virginia Tech, who's having a having a tough year. That was a pretty bad loss, but you know, J T Barrett was new in the system and was still struggling, and their offensive line was struggling. And, you know, they just didn't come out and do enough to win. But this team is greatly improved. Urban Meyer said it's, it's the best improvement he's seen when he's been a coach. And I believe it, man. You know, they they looked bad against Virginia Tech in the loss. And then they looked good, really good against some poor competition then came out flat again against Penn State. So, you know, you, we weren't really sure what to see from this team. And they came out and showed us what they could do, man. JT Barrett was on point. Uh, you know, the receivers were just gashing our secondary. Ezekiel Elliott had a good game, and, and the, I think the biggest surprise is we knew that Barrett was talented, but I thought their offensive line was going to get manhandled by Shalik and the boys, uh, and that obviously did not happen. They they manhandled our defensive line, and that was that's where it all started. Yeah, I mean, the game's over. I think I'll, last thing I'll say, I think
2: Ohio State looked better than or better than Oregon. I agree. Uh, and it was a it was a good game tough tough loss for Michigan State but hey they're going to bounce back um, they got Maryland and you know Penn State and Rutgers left on the schedule so um, it looks like three games they can win a 10 win season is still a success for them but they still got a game to play tomorrow and that Ohio State game's old news let's let's talk uh let's talk Maryland in the Big 10 i'm excited about this experience
0: yeah and you know it's been it's been a fun day we got up a- we got up early this morning, leaving East Lansing to head to College Park. Uh, long drive, man. Yeah. And shout out to Brad right here, though, driving the whole way. We were like, you know, I powered you it out. Like,
2: I'll nah, admit I had ulterior motives. My ulterior motives being, uh, I can use, I can pull that card out on Sunday morning when we got to get up and check out a beautiful day's in and say, hey, you guys can take it from here, and I can uh, m- <laughs> maybe study for finals or something on the way back.
0: There you go. I was thinking more of, like, taking that. Yeah, probably
2: that, too. Yeah.
0: (laughs) So, you know, pretty uneventful drive. Uh, I think everybody's low point for it was Ohio. Yeah. It's just a, you know, not not because Ohio State beat us last week. but Just
2: the highway system, I haven't mastered it yet. You can be on six different highways, but you're on the same road. And Google Maps hasn't mastered that uh, algorithm yet on being able to tell me where to go. But we made it. We had a couple, uh, couple of sketchy situations, construction cone incidents, but we made it. And um, yeah, it was a the drive was a, a long drive, but I think the four of us, uh, the the team over at Impact is Own, our basketball podcast here at Impact Sports, we. We made it through, and now we're here in uh, Maryland, ready to have some fun in in the East Coast.
0: And, you know, we said we were going to talk about this, so I'm just going to go ahead and bring it up. I don't know how you got through that drive, because the only thing that got me through was Tinder.
2: (laughs) Oh, yeah, okay.
0: The most fun and addicting app there is out there. I don't care if you play Clash of Clans or, like, any of that other stupid app games or anything. The most addicting app is Tinder. You, it will consume hours.
2: I will say I have no experience with this. I'm a spoken for uh, individual, as is Blake and Andrew. So Yeah, I'm the only, I'm the only so, single one
0: holding it down on Tinder out here.
2: We're living vicariously through Dan Tyler's Tinder experience, and he keeps changing his range, his settings, and he is uh, he's seeing if he can uh, meet a prospective friend here in, in the Maryland <laughs> area, in the greater uh, College Park area. And... It's been fun we were playing a little game just before we started the podcast i I operate the Tinder on dan's phone and i I tell him he can't look at the photo. I just read the name uh activity and how many miles away in the bio and he has to choose left or right whether or not he wants to match up with this um uh nice young lady or not and uh it was a fun little uh I'm telling you that's
0: experiment. like that's like Russian roulette playing that you know i uh
2: We'll see, not to put you on blast or anything, but you haven't made any matches
0: yet. Yeah, okay, okay, so. okay, but well, let's, to clear my name on that, we were driving, so I'm getting out of these girls' right, range when yeah. I'm seeing them. Mm-hmm. And now we're finally settled down in College Park, I fully expect the matches yep. to start rolling in. You know, my phone is charging right now, hopefully I got a couple when we're done with this podcast. If not, I I, I mean, that might be a little ego blow to me, we'll, we'll see.
2: That's alright, it might, it might be a good humbling experience for you. Uh,
0: I could use it. I could use it.
2: Well, another thing we're going to do tomorrow too, and this is your idea, Dan. We have um, we have our camera equipment here, and we're going to have some videographers and uh, ourselves. And with the eight o'clock kickoff, that gives us all day to, do, to pretty much do whatever we want. So we want to see how Maryland fans tailgate if they can compare to Michigan State or the Big Ten. And uh, if you've seen any of our YouTube videos, uh, actually, I had the participation. Uh, man-on-the-street thing. and Check it out. It's yeah, hilarious. Andrew Hayes had the, his own camp-out video, which was good. Uh, really funny as well. So we're going to do something like that and see if we can interview some some Maryland fans. And uh, and then we got this uh, uh, audio-video equipment, so we'll bring that into uh, Capital One f- Field and see if we can get some uh, some cool content for you guys too. We, we made the trip out here to Maryland. We want to make this a fun experience, obviously for us, but... We want to see if uh, some of our some of our viewers can get anything out of us being out here, too. So if you listen, uh, if you're on Impact staff, or if you're just listening, uh, you know, mom, dad, <laughs> uh, that's two of the many, many listeners that Spartan Red Zone has. Let us know what you guys think. Let us know what you guys want to see tomorrow if you listen to this uh, before the game.
0: Yeah, and, uh, going back to the tailgating really quick, that's what I'm most excited about, other than the game, of course. But, you know, Maryland, obviously, first year in the Big Ten, so it's going to be interesting just being here in general. Uh, we haven't really gotten a chance to go out and check out the campus or anything. We might do it a little bit after this podcast. But, you know, the Big Ten, of the places I've been, tailgates pretty hard. We go hard. You know, Michigan State, obviously, we don't need to explain to you guys, goes hard on the tailgating. Michigan, i um, might not be a popular opinion. Michigan tailgates harder than Michigan State, but they're awesome at tailgate. I've never they, been
2: to Ann Arbor for football game, so I wouldn't even be able to, to
0: compare. It's a great experience, man. It, it, everyone is lined up, ready to go, and I mean the students rage, the adults are at a slightly less rage level of rage, and it's. It's a great time, man. I, I really enjoyed it my freshman year. The first five games of the season were home games my freshman year. So it was quick, like, welcome to college. Here's how Michigan tailgates. And, and I fell in love with the first tailgate. It was great. But, you know, I've been to Wisconsin. Wisconsin is a great atmosphere on game day as well. So I'm excited to see if Maryland if they got a little different east coast feel to their tailgate i'm not crab sure crab
2: cakes and football i'm yeah. guessing some some of something along those lines
0: i mean it'll it'll be interesting to see it's, we're going we're being thrown into a new world we'll check it out maybe a couple frat tailgates and see how some of the uh, the real people the alumni do it as well you know it'll be fun i'm looking forward yeah, to it yeah
2: i'll i'll say this just to you know throw it out there i've never really been a big into tailgating Um, I don't know why that is. One is that I don't like to wake up early, and usually Michigan State plays noon games, uh, you know, when I was growing up watching them. And two, like, I have a short attention span. I want to either get in the game um, and and watch it or or hang out at home and watch it. But I think as I've aged and now I'm in college, I can hang out. I can, you know, have some some burgers and some food and, and all that stuff, but now especially that we're covering the games it's really hard for me to hang out at tailgates because i'm antsy you know i'm you know i'm standing up i'm you know ready to go ready to get in there and work so um a little dip- different atmosphere being in the away game uh we're not going to have the same uh you know familiar faces as far as athletic Comm in the press box or mm-hmm. anybody else so i think we'll be able to relax a little bit get to see what college park has to offer and uh, and then go do do our thing and at the tailgates and, and get some footage and some Q&A with some Maryland uh, student body. Yeah, with uh, some cool.
0: of these Terps, yeah. You know, we've got to start thinking of some funny questions to throw at them. But let's look at the game really quick here, because after all, that is what we're here to do. Uh, Maryland, I mean, obviously, like, like we mentioned before, first year in the Big Ten, so it's really intriguing playing them. It's not not a team that we know at all really you know it's not like oh here comes Iowa again or Indiana yeah. or something you know we've I'm like I say never faced this team that's obviously something not not true but it's been a while so whole new team new coach they're in a new conference it's going to be interesting to see uh, they're they're playing decent ball so far this year 6 and 3 um, 3 and 2 in the Big 10 and they're kind of all around the board you know you'll see them you know, they they beat Indiana pretty handily uh, their first Big Ten game. So you're like, all right, maybe this team is kind of legit. And then they turn around the next week and just get demolished by Ohio State. Yeah. Beat Iowa. Beat Iowa. Get
2: killed by Wisconsin.
0: And just way worse killed by Wisconsin, yeah. yeah. Beat Penn State, who almost
2: beat Ohio State, who it, killed us. Yeah. You know, it's there's a lot of parody in college football. Maryland's got, I think, a strong receiving core, even minus Stephon Diggs. It'll be... A fun game to watch, and I think Michigan State's got the talent, I think that D'Antonio has a proven track record of bouncing back. Uh, his team's bouncing back after losses, but hey, I'm not, I just don't even want to make any more predictions after predicting Michigan State to win handily against uh, Ohio State. You know, like, you never know who, which team is, which Maryland team is going to show up. Is it the team that lost 52-7 to at Wisconsin, or the team that beat Iowa at
0: home 38-31. So. Looking at the little trend they got going on, so they beat Indiana at Indiana, yeah. solid win, and they get demolished. Then they beat Iowa, get demolished. And now they beat Penn State. Do they get demolished?
2: Yeah, I, I think I think they... When you look at Michigan State's trend of night games, specifically night games on the road this year, that's not a very good trend. However, when you look at an I like, let's think of the prime time games Michigan State's played this year, they've had Jacksonville State, uh, which was an absolute uh, just unfair it was yeah, a blowout. Yeah, that was that was uh, a joke. Nebraska, which Michigan State pulled away, but that was a close game. And then this Ohio State game, which was pretty much a boxing, you know, heavyweight fight, back and forth shootout. Um, Ohio State pulled away and won by twelve points. So. I don't know Maryland. I don't think Maryland can compare to Ohio State. Can't compare to an Oregon. I don't think they can compare to a Jacksonville State. So I really do not know what to expect here. But I do expect Michigan State's defense to do uh, to make a statement. Um, I think Darian Darian Hicks specifically is due to uh, I think either either come back and and make some plays and, and really come come out of his shell a little bit, or it could. It could pile on and just get worse for him. I think one of those two things are going to happen, and if those things, because if he continues to slump, I don't think it matters much. I think the team can still beat Maryland without him playing well. But this is the time where he can, against a group of receivers and a team that likes to pass the ball, definitely a game for Darian Hicks to 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 step up and really uh, come into his own as a starting corner for Michigan State.
0: Uh, yeah couldn't agree with more I couldn't agree more with anything you just said there um you know anything and everything you just said it, it is a huge game not only for hicks but this whole defense you know they got embarrassed you know and that's not something we have come to expect out of a Michigan state defense obviously this isn't the defense from last season everybody knows that and it's a little uh it's a little crazy to expect that but you know, it it's still... We pride ourselves on having a tough and stingy defense. And when you let up 49 points, that's that's not what Michigan State football is about. So they're going to come out. They're going to be angry. And I think, you know, this is a good game for him to come out and make a statement. Uh, and like you said about Hicks, too. This is a huge game for him because it's either something where, like you said, he can have a good game, you know, get his feet back under him, get his confidence back, and, and hopefully, you know, keep keep it rolling for the rest of the season. Or... It could be something where, like you said if it, if it piles on, he has another bad game, he could just go into a funk and and really not be not be right the rest of the year. so, like you said, this team likes to throw the ball a lot, they don't run the ball well, so I'm expecting them to go to the air, especially after you know they 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 had a bye week, they watched us just get assaulted in the air by Ohio State, so they're gonna be throwing the ball. They're going to especially be throwing the ball at him, so he's going to get tested early and often. It's it's a huge game for him. If he wants to keep his starting position, he's going to have to to come to play. Um, Another another thing
2: I'd be looking out for is the linebacking core. Tuan Jones, very, very quiet. I think he had maybe five or six, seven tackles, something like that against Ohio State. But, again, the trash talk by Braxton Miller proved to work because he, he was unnoticed. Uh, against Ohio State, and I was really had my eye on him throughout the game, number 34, to see if he would make any plays. There was tons of third and ones where JT Barrett just did that little quarterback draw up the middle and ran right by Tuan Jones. So I think he's going to need to step up, too, and, and, and have a game. And, and everybody, you know, Shalik's been producing. I think I've seen a lot of good stuff from Darian Harris as well. But Ed Reed, Tuan Jones, linebacking, whole linebacking core. Uh, I think are as as well as the secondary it's going to be a test for them uh, Connor Cook on the offensive side of the ball a quarterback i he's been playing fine, but I haven't seen m- much leadership out of him, but it's hard to even ask of that from your quarterback who's played as well as connor cook and really when you look at it specifically this Ohio State game, it was the defense that cost Michigan State that game. Um, I bring that up because Connor Cook was not out. Talking to the media members after the game, but Darian Hicks, the sophomore uh, baby face corner who just got absolutely burnt and had probably the worst game of his career, was and he was surrounded by media members answering questions. And uh, you know, I was I was really got a lot of respect for Darian Hicks for that. Um,
0: definitely, it's definitely. Got to be tough. Kids got heart.
2: Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see if we can. Uh, what we see out of Connor Cook, what we see out of Michigan State bouncing back after the loss. I have a couple classes with some football players, and all the all the things I hear from them are, you know, we got it's it's just business for them. You know, they're time to get this win. They still want uh, a, ch- a chance at the Rose Bowl. They still think there's a chance of them getting into the Big Ten Championship. Which, mathematically, yes. Probable, no. Yeah. But you never know. Uh, Michigan State fans will be cheering hard for the Gophers. And, you know, if the Gophers do something, Michigan State's going to uh, need some help from the, the
0: boys in blue. Most likely, yeah. You know, uh, there's also Indiana in there. That that will never happen.
2: That I'll is, say it right doubtful. now that Indiana will not beat Ohio State. And if they do, I will drop out of Michigan State and uh, call, it, call it good with my career and, and you know... That's as far as I'm going to go. Bold say. prediction, Indiana though. Indiana will drop not of Ohio State. And, uh, you know, if they do, I won't drop out of Michigan State because that's ridiculous. Sorry, Mom and Dad, that I even said that. Um,
0: <laughs> what will you do? Uh,
2: i got to think of something.
0: Jump in the red cedar?
2: Oh. Uh, okay, let me look at the schedule real quick. When do they play? They play Ohio State. If Indiana beats Ohio State... At Ohio State, I will jump in the Red Cedar in the middle of November.
0: All right. We'll
2: be, we'll there it is. It. We'll put it on Impact Support's YouTube channel, and I will be very sad and humiliated. But I, a part of me will be happy as the Michigan State fan that I am that Indiana has given uh, the Spartans a chance to Indy and as a media member who would love to cover the Big Ten Championship.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, like you said, these guys are these these guys are still hungry. You know, Uh Coming after that, that loss to Oregon, they were angry. And they really were chomping at the bit to get back out there. And they had a bye week, so they had two weeks to kind of think about the next game and get hyped for it and just get back to their winning ways. And, you know, granted it was against Eastern Michigan, who I thought may have looked worse than Jacksonville State did. They may have been the worst team that we played all year. But we hung 73 points on them. Could have... I mean, if we kept our starters in, like some teams do, could, have, could have been close oh, to yeah. 100 legitimately. Hey, you know? if they
2: run Dalton Williams, too. I, I'm i on the Dalton Williams train, man. I think if he could get – I love Nick Hill, too. We have three – Michigan State has three, you know, very strong running backs that would be, I think, starting running backs at other even Big Ten schools. And yeah. Jeremy Langford gets, you know, no love. You know, I don't think people even put him in the – Conversation of the Tevin Coleman's or the Amir Abdullahs or or any of those guys, but Jeremy Lankford is a consistent running back who rushes for over 100 yards every time against Big Ten school, Big Ten competition, which, for Big Ten standards, that's a pretty good running back. Uh, but yeah, I like to see Dalton Williams. Imagine Dalton Williams getting some of those carries against Eastern Michigan late in the game, or even uh, against Ohio State. I think. There's some. There's been a couple of questionable third down and one calls by uh, Dave Warner, where I would love to see Dalton Williams get the ball and, and see what he can do because the kid runs hard. So is Nick Hill, So is Jeremy Langford. But exciting to see the future of a, that running back, Del Williams.
0: Yeah, I've I've been I've been pretty big on uh, on Delton since uh since the Iowa game last year when he really emerged uh, and started started getting us some good carries, but. You know, like you were saying about Langford uh, and, and him not really getting the respect that he might deserve, he uh, he's quietly, you know, had a huge Big Ten season, so far at least. And uh, I would have liked to see him get more carries against Ohio State last week. I, I think that we didn't go to him enough yet. 18 carries, 137 yards, uh, free math majors, that's a 7.6 yard per carry average, which is phenomenal. What's the standard uh, deviation of that? I'm, I'm not a math major. Me that's, that's, that's statistics. For, that's for those math majors remember. out there, man. And on top of that, he had three touchdowns. In the last three games, he's had nine touchdowns combined. Three games, and, or three touchdowns in all the last three, in all of the he's last three games. He's a workhorse, for sure. Yeah, and uh, you know, talking about tomorrow, I expect him to be getting the ball a lot to start the game. Like everyone always says, man, pound, green, pound. Yeah. And I think they might have to go back to their ways a little bit there. Maryland, not the greatest defense. You know, they're letting them about 28 points per game. So I, I think that Michigan State is going to be able to put up a, a decent amount more than that. Uh, heavy dose of the run to start, and then that'll open up the passing game. And, you know, it'll probably be fairly even like it usually is most games we got a incredibly balanced offense so you know I just going like straight at it I don't really see Michigan State losing this game um, you know our, our defense am I worried about our defense after the way they played last week yes but that offense, arguably performed better than Oregon's offense did against us week two. Um, you know, they were just clicking on all cylinders and made us look bad. But Maryland does not have that offense. They're like you mentioned before, their main playmaker, Stefan Diggs, is suspended for their little no handshake thing against Penn State. Isn't he um, also
2: injured too? I think he's out with an injury. Either way, he's, yeah, he's done for the year. He
0: might be out for the year. I, I, I'm not sure if that's official yet, but he he does have some injuries, so that's a big time loss for them because he's an absolute playmaker. Uh, stepping in for him, their next best target, Dion Long, a senior. Um, you know, he I, he's not he's not Stephon Diggs though, and. and and CJ Brown he's been he's been solid this year but nothing fantastic um, at, at quarterback CJ Brown so you know they're gonna be attacking the secondary a lot but I, I ultimately don't think they're gonna be able to put up enough points our, our defensive line is gonna it's gonna bounce back get some get a lot of pressure pressure creates poor passes. Turnovers. I mean, things that we needed uh, last week, last week. Excuse me, against Ohio State. And then, like I said, on the offensive side of the ball, you know, they're prone. Maryland is prone to to giving up a lot of points. You know, they let Ohio State hang fifty-two on them. They let Wisconsin hang fifty-two on them. And I think our offense is better than Wisconsin's. Um, I'm definitely more balanced. So, looking at this game. I guess if I'm going to go with a score prediction right now, I'm going to say 45 20. Um, you know, they're going to put up some points. It's not, like I said, this isn't Michigan State's defense from from last season. We're not going to be holding them to like six or anything like that. But, um, you know, they'll, they'll score points, but we're going to score quite a lot more, pretty much. And that, as John Madden would say, <laughs> is the key to winning football. Yeah, I. I
2: want to predict this game. I'm going to predict this game. But, man, predicting is exhausting because part of me, you know, the, the gambling man that I am one to be, I want to, you know, guess exactly. I don't even know what this – I've been kind of out of the loop. It's been, you know, 10-page paper, exam weeks, uh, all this stuff, and, and prepping for this trip. So I don't know much about Maryland, but I think Michigan State wins this game, and I think this is a close game, and I think a, a close victory – Michigan State is even will do them even better than a blowout because they've blown out teams before. Uh, You know, a win on the road in the Big Ten is good no matter what the score is. And two, they're not playing for a college football playoff anymore. They don't need the, you know, FPI, they don't need style points anymore. They just need W's. And I think three wins uh, is going to help them get into a a nice bowl game. And I'm excited to, to look at. Ohio State Minnesota tomorrow because I think anything can happen in that game. I think the Gophers are a good team, so I'll be watching that game tomorrow at noon for sure. Uh, but as far as the score goes, I'm gonna th- I'm gonna think that Maryland can put some points on the, on the defense and and the the atmosphere and the road game and the Maryland night game, Big Ten. It's gonna be cold and super dark. Oh my yeah, god! It, it was it was pitch black on the highway at. in in Pennsylvania or Maryland or wherever we were driving. So, okay, let me just get down to it. I think that Michigan State's going to pull away with this by a field goal. I think it's Michael Geiger uh, separates this game with a main field goal, and it's going to be final score 31, uh, Michigan State 31, Maryland 24. Ah, that's totally not three points. (laughs) <laughs> but uh, but Michael, Michael Geiger's field goals make the difference. Uh, 31-24 uh, late in the game. Uh, so that's it. That's what, I, that's what I'm thinking. All
0: right. Hey, there you go. You got your scores in, or score predictions in, I should say. Um, you know, On this end, we're just looking forward to getting the, the day started tomorrow. It should be fun checking out some tailgates for sure. Go to the game and watch
2: the Veterans Classic here and see uh, see what the basketball team has to
0: has to do this season. Yeah. So we're going to check out the boys on the hardwood, maybe go to a bar or something and catch it. Get some food too cuz I'm starving still from that drive. Um, yeah. It's pretty much it.
2: Yeah, let's 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 ride out to some we Dem Boys today. Uh, I think the Bobby Schmurda was bad luck, and I think we're not playing
0: that one anymore. Yeah, yeah. the uh,
2: the uh, Ohio State team was dancing to Bobby Schmurda in the locker room. We could hear it, uh, and I think that might not be the official song. I think they they dubbed we Dem Boys the official th- uh, the official locker room anthem a couple of weeks ago. Uh, it seems like that one might stick. They didn't have to dance to anything against Ohio State, so let's let's bang out to some Whiz.
0: All right, let the track, track ride. ride. <laughs> Take it easy, slicing. <laughs>
1: Do you see her interior? interior?